0: This is the JOIN CHRIST CHURCH podcast and you are currently listening to our series on the Book of Revelation. For the word, here is Pastor Bongkacho. Uh, magandang mga sa bawat isa. Uh, ako po excited na mag-preet sa inyo sabagat uh, una-una po, this will be the first time na hindi po ako gagamit ng pulpito. Ito po ay sa pamagitan ng technology. So, alam po tayo mga millennials ay hindi po sanay sa ganitong mga paraan. Kaya, pagpasetan niyo na po kumisan ay meron po tayong pagkakamali sa ating uh, presentasyon dahil hindi po tayo sanay sa ganitong paraan. So, bago po tayo oh. magpatuloy, tayo po yung manalangin. Dagila Ama, maraming salamat po sa oras na pinagkalap niyo po sa amin, maraming salamat po sa kalakasan at mm, nagpapasalamat kami Panginoon na kami ipatuloy pito sa laban sa sakit na COVID-19 at kami Panginoon ay sumasamba, nagpapasalamat at aming binagakilang yung pangalan at sa oras na ito Panginoon habang kami po ay mag-aaral sa Revelation chapter 12 Dalangin po namin na kami po ay kabaya ng banal na Spiritus Santo. Gamitin niyo po Panginoon ang inyong mensahero upang may paliwanag ko po, may parating ko sa aming mga kasamahan, sa aming kapatiran, ang nilalaman po nitong chapter na to. Ito pong aming dalangin sa pangalan ni Jesus. Amen. So, Revelation 12. Of course, if this is the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation, or we call it the Apocalypse of John and this chapter contains the account of the woman, the dragon and the child followed by the war between Michael and the dragon then the appearance of the monster from the sea sa kabanata isa, chapter 1, nalaman natin na si prophet 1 or the prophet John ay dinala sa araw ng Panginoon ay tinatawag na Lord's Day ito ay patungkol sa hinaharap at kita kita sa kanya ang maraming kamanghamanghang katotohanan upang mabigyan tayo na, sa mga huling araw ng mga konkretong larawan ng mabagay na magaganap sa hinaharap. So, nalaman natin na ang mga grafit at simbolo na ginamit sa mga panglarawan ay madaling maunawan, dalang maingit. Ang mga ito ay tinukoy ng tama sa aklat ng pahayag o nanabasa na natin ang mga ito Bago pa man sa ibagbahagi ng banal na aklat. Halimbawa, yung sword of the Lord, ito ay sumasagisag sa salita ng Diyos. Ang mga between ay sumasagisag sa maanghel, hindi sabihin mga anak ng Diyos. At ang mga kabayo at sungay ay sumus- sumasagisag sa kapangyarihan. Mga ahas, alakdan, balang at iba pa, ang lahat na ito ay sumasagisag sa ating mga kaaway in chapters 2 and 3 we saw christ address the seven churches present at the time of the end he admonished all but two of them for he found no fault with smyrna and philadelphia both of them thought concerning those who claim to be of judah but are liars and of the synagogue of satan himself prophet john was then taken to heaven in chapter 4 and he gave us a simply incredible description of the glory of him who sat on the throne the throne itself with the poor guards and there was a great assembly gathered to witness the unsealing of his word so that the wise of generation is spoken by the angel to daniel the prophet would be able to understand all that christ foretold us and he foretold us all things that is in matthew chapter 13 verse 23 sa, sa verse na to, sinasabi na but the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it this is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred sixty or thirty times what was sown so it is important for us to understand so that it will yield or it will produce crown. Pag ang mga bagay na hindi natin ay katulad lang sa isang pagtatanim na hindi naman namumunga. At nakita natin na nagtitipon sa malaking kapulungan ang 24 na mga elders at ang lahat ng mga nabuhay at namatay kay Kristo kasama ang ating mga sa buhay na namatay at lahat ng martir na pinatay para sa salita ng Diyos. And then the Lamb of God then unsealed the scroll giving us in picture format the signs of the end time, even as that same lamb outlined them in Matthew 24 and uh, verse Mark, Mark 13. So, to fully understand these seals is to have the seal of God in your forehead, whereby the scorpions and locusts cannot harm you. Ang mga trumpeta ay pinatunog upang ipahayag ang mga bagay na magaganap at inirarawan ang mga detali gamit ang simbolikong nauunawaan graphic na imahe. So, the last three realms are, three trams are called woo to the inhabitants of the earth and culminate with the appearance of the two messiahs. Bakit dalawang messiahs? The first messiah, Satan, the false one, appears at the sixth tramp And the true messiah, Jesus Christ, returned at the seventh or the last tramp Nakita ni Juan pagkatapos na ang banal na templo ng Diyos ay nakabukas sa langit at doon ay ang arka ng tipan. At mayroong mga kidlat at mga tinig at mga kulog at isang lindol at isang napakalakas na ulan at ang lahat na ito ay naiintindihan na natin. Sa matter of fact, ang mga bagay na ito na nung mga nakaraan sa pamamagitan nila Pastor Kevin, Pastor Sani at ni Pastor Mon. Ngayon babasahin po natin ang Revelation chapter 12 hanggang verse 1 to 6, verse 1 to 6. So a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her, her pit, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its heads its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to the earth the dragon stood in front of the woman who was about to give birth so that it might devour her child the moment he was born verse 5 she gave birth to a son a male child who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter and her child was snatched up to God and to His throne. Verse six, the woman fled into the wilderness to a place prepared for her by God, where she might be taken care of for one thousand two hundred sixty days. So, simulan natin pag-aralan. First sign, sabrito Revelation twelve verse one, and there appeared a great wonder in heaven yan ay sa isang isang version at sa NID a great sign appeared in heaven so sa isang version ginamit siya as wonder sa NID ginamit siya as a sign etong sign ito ay great kaya ang ang pang ay nagsimula sa salitang mega semyon or mega simeon in heaven some call it cosmic or heavenly sign it's mega it's great so john saw a great sign in heaven and wondrous it was through the ages mankind has been fascinated by the heavenly bodies sometimes worshiping them sometimes reading portents or indications in them unusual events such as eclipses eclipses and comets is part of fear and we're seen as sign of impending disasters nung bata kami pag mayroon kami ng rainbow masaya kami eh minsan pag nung bata kami pag, pag, pag umuulan tapos maaaraw um, mayroon daw na ulul na ahaso so pag kung mayroong eclipse parang ng um, omen Yan. sa Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 sabi ron pagkatapos sinabi ng Diyos, magkaroon ng mga ilaw sa kalangitan para ihiwalay ang araw at gabi at magsilbing palatandaan ng pagsimula ng panahon, araw at taon. So, this will be used for signs and for seasons and for days and years. However, modern man has mapped the heavens. And calculated calculated the eclipses and orbits of comets. So, what would it take to get the people's attention today? So, what would it take to get people's attention today? Likely, it will take the awesome spectacles Christ foretold. The heavenly signs he mentioned will be clearly supernatural and they will fulfill numerous prophecies of the old Testaments. in the olivet prophecy of jesus in matthew 24 jesus christ prophesied some important end time signs so kinausap siya ng mga disipulo niya tinanong sa sabi niya sabi ng mga disipulo niya, lord tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. So, sa verse 29, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened. So, ang mga bagay na sinasabi ni Jesus ay makikita sa kalangitan. Nasaan ba ang, a- Nasaan ba ang araw? So, ito ay nasa, nasa langit. And the moon will not give its light. Again, heavenly being. And the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken verse 30 then will appear in heaven the sign of the son of man and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other Si Pedro, sa 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 12-13, to 13, he wrote about the importance of being reminded. Emo, mo, minsan ang tao kailangan laging nire-remind. Kaya sabi niya dito, kaya kahit na alam ninyo katotohan ang katotohan ng iyong tinanggap at matatag na kayo dito, lagi ko pa rin kayong paaalahanan paaala, tungkol dito. Minabuti kong sariwain to sa inyong isipan habang ako'y nabubuhay pa. Here he wanted to emphasize what should be known in the light of the coming of Jesus and the prophecies surrounding his coming. So, kung lahat tayo naghihintay sa pagdating ng Panginoon, dapat alam natin yung mga bagay na sinasabi ng diba ng naaklat na tungkol dito. Sinabi niya sa second Pedro na, Ngunit ang araw ng Panginoon or the Lord's Day ay darating tulad ng isang magnanakaw. Sa araw na yon, ang kalangitan ay biglang mawawala kasabay ng isang malakas na ugong. Matutupok ang araw buwan at mga bitwin. Ang mundo at ang lahat ng mga bagay na naririto ay mawawala. At dahil ganito magiging wakas ng lahat ng bagay, mamuhay kayo ng may kabanalan at sikapin niyong maging makajos habang niyintay ninyo ang araw ng Diyos. Magsikap kayo mabuti upang dumating agad ang araw na ang kalangitan ay matutupok at ang mga bagay na naroon ay matutunaw sa matinding init So, first again tayo. Sabi doon, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Doon sa aking presentation, pinakita ko yung, yung punctuation mark yung dalawang period na magkatikit. Ang tawag natin doon ay colon. Ang colon ay ginagamit to precede a list of items, a quotation, or an expansion, or explanation. Ako, teacher ako ng accounting sa presentation, importante yung, yung punctuation mark na yun. Kasi, ang ibig sabi niyan, many to follow. So, pag ng author yung, yung, punctuation, yung punctuation mark na yon which is colon. It it indicates na mayroong maraming susunod, so isabian hindi lang ito isang sign. So isin marami itong sign. So ang unang sign na sinabi niya ay a woman. The first mega sign or mega wonder is the woman. Sa libro ng pahayag or in the book of Revelation, there are many feminine. Image. women open represent religious systems in revelation tatlo yung kong ibigay una ay si jezebel yan ay matatagpuan sa revelation 220 the great harlot sa revelation chapter 17 verses 1 to 2 and then the bride revelation chapter 19 Verses 7 to 8. Nain muna natin si Jezebel. Jezebel kapag ginagamit yan sa sa Biblia is associated with a religious system promoting false teaching. Religious system siya pero nagtuturo ng maling uh, katuruan. Sabi sa Revelation chapter 2 verse 20, "But I have this against you that you tolerate that woman Jezebel" who calls herself a prophetess and is teaching and seducing my servants to practice sexual immorality and to eat food sacrifice to idols. So yan si Jezebel. Yung pangalawa, the great harlot or yung prostitute. Ito ay nagsisi- uh, it is associated with false religion. Yung kanina, false teaching, eto is Paul's religion. So talagang Paul's etong itong religion na to. So, sabi sa Revelation chapter 17 verses 1 to 2, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and said to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality and with the wine of whose sexual immorality the dwellers on earth have become drunk okay incidentally it all it is also interesting to note that the imagery of a dishonorable woman one called the great harlot is used in revelation chapter 17 verse 1. so now yung pangatlo the bride the bride is associated with the church sabi sa revelation chapter 19 verse 7 to 8 let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready It was granted her to clothe to clothe herself with fine linen bright and pure Okay so balikan natin ulit sa Brito yung sa first sign a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head so, what about this woman in verse 1, who is clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and the crown of 12 stars? Anywhere in the Bible you can find this? Familiar tayo dyan sa si istorya nyan. Iisa lang ang istorya yung naalala natin, kundi yung tungkol kay Joseph the Dreamer. Di ba? Si, si Joseph ay anak ni ako and whose name was changed later to Israel. So, ito yung sinasabi sa Genesis chapter 37 verse 9. Actually, dalawa tong panaginip na to at yung pangalawa ay bigla nanaginip na ulit siya, sabi niya, and yet dream another dream. So nanaginip siya ulit. And told it his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dreamt a dream more, and behold the sun and the moon and the eleven stars made obedience to me. So, muling na naginip siya at sinalaysay na naman niya sa kanyang mga kapatid. sinab niya na naginip ulit ako na nakita kong araw, ang buwan at ang 11 na between ay yumuyuko sa akin. So, makikita natin na ang 11 stars ay yung kapatid niyang 11 na nag-worship sa kanya. Okay, so the woman here is the symbolic nation of Israel okay according to the hebrew bible the covenant of the pieces or covenant between the parts was an event in which god revealed himself to abraham and made covenant with him in which god announced to abraham that his descendants would eventually inherit the land of israel so alam natin na si abraham begat isaac and then isaac bigat jacob so tingnan natin ang istorya ni jacob si jacob down sang araw he was left alone and he re- and a man wrestled with him till daybreak so magdamag niyang yung pag-wrestling nila and then when the man saw that he could not overpower him he touched the socket of jacob's hip so that his hip was rent as he wrestled with the man then the man said let me go for it is daybreak but jacob replied i will not let you go unless you bless me the man asked him what is your name jacob he answered then the man said your name will no longer be jacob but israel because you have struggled with god and with humans and have overcome Jacob said, "Please tell me your name." But he replied, "Why do you ask my name?" Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, "It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared." The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his sheep. Therefore, to this day, this re- Israelites don't eat the tendon attached the socket of the hip because the socket of jacob's hip was that touch, was touched near the tendon so in the old testament god referred to his people as a woman whom he had dressed in honor and splendor actually Ezekiel chapter 16 have has 63 verses this particular chapter has 63 verses, so makikita mo kung gaano din describe, ng Diyos ang bayan ng Israel. Dito sa chapter na to, okay. Throughout Revelation 12, we note that the woman is repeatedly protected by God. Verse six, nasa verse six, fourteen up to sixteen. In the New Testament. God's church is symbolized also as a woman and its members are likened to virgins. So bagu baguin praise in the New Testament the woman now symbolizes God's church or God's church is symbolized as a woman. And its members are likened to virgins sabisa revelation 14 verse 4 it is these who have not defiled themselves with women for they are virgins it is these who follow the lamp wherever it goes these have been redeemed from mankind as first fruits for god and the Lamb." okay so the new testament church is called is also called as the israel of god dimadiniyon yun ang natatagpuan sa Galatians 6:16 6, di ang Israel nation of Israel yan yung woman sa so old testament sa new testament ang tawag sa kanya the new testament church is called the Israel of God sa natatagpuan to ito ay matatagpuan sa Galatians chapter 6 verse 16 Sabrito. And as for all who walk by this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. Of course, kung ginagamit natin yung New Testament church, what is a New Testament church? A New Testament church is a church which derives its doctrine from the New Testament. We should all agree that a New Testament church is a church which believes and teaches the doctrines of the new testament of the new testament sabirito surely there are going to have some differences of opinion in some rather disputed areas of theology we may not all agree as to the precise timing of the rapture with respect to other events for the precise timing of the rapture with respect to other events for example there may be differences of opinion as to the exact extent of the atonement, but at least this does not make a church any less New Testament. There must however be agreement in what we or what are the so called fundamentals of the faith. So of course Psanapinating fundamental these are basic and essential. So, fundamentals of the faith, according to John MacArthur, is the fruit of many years of preparation, instruction, and application. The power behind this ex- exciting material is not in its format or layout, but in its basis, the Word of God. We know that when the Holy Spirit uses this Word in people's hearts, their lives are transformed. Cybernetic Pastor Robert Earl death in bow by this i refer to the doctrines of the inspiration and authority of the scriptures the virgin birth the literal bodily resurrection of our lord the subsidiary atonement the second coming of christ and the doctrine of the trinity without adherence to these fundamentals no church should have the right to call itself new testament so sa state of faith ng JICC matatagpuan po itong mga bagay na Ecclesia. na tatandaan natin na lagi nating narinig yan. In Christian theology, it means both a particular body of faithful people and the whole body of the faithful. So, meron tayong local church at meron tayong Universal Church. Okay. So, those who want to impress people by means of the press are trying to to compel you to be circumcised. Alam niyo po, sa Galatians, mas binibigyan ng halaga ng ibang tao yung kaugalian. Pag hindi ka na circumcised, ibig hindi ka hindi ka miembro ng religion na yon and uh, you'll be outcast at napakaganda ng sinabi ni ni Pablo sa aklat ng Galacia Gali, sabi rito those who want to impress people by means of the flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised so kung tatagalogin natin yon pa-impress lang pala pag ikaw ay natulik. The reason, the only reason they do this is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circum- circumcised, keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they mo that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. An ang sabi niya? May I never boast. Wala akong pwedeng ipagyayabang. Hindi ko ipagyayabang na ako isang tulik. Ang bangko ko, sabi niya rito, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wala mga kaugalian na yan. Walang kwenta yung mga yan. Ang pinagyayabang ko ay ang cross ng ating Panginoong Yesus. Through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. Walang kwenta. What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule to the Israel of God. So, sabi ni Steve, Steve Cole kasi may planong, importante ba ang cross sa bawat kristyano? Is it important? Sabi rito, the cross of Jesus Christ is central to the Christian faith. The cross reveals to us the character of God. His love for his lost sinners and his perfect justice meet at the cross. So, important to us na, na tayo ay crucified with Christ and we are made alive by Him. We 2, verses uh, 24 to 25 he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed for you were like sheep going astray but now you have returned to the Shepherd and overseer of your souls the cross reunites us with our maker he brings us back to his fold he made us part of His body. The church protects our body and our soul. Kung hihimay-himayin natin yung sinasabi ni Pedro sa 1 Peter 2, verses 24 and 25, si Kristo ay napakagandang hospital. At, at uh, doktor. Sabi nito, by His wounds you have been healed. Hindi lang yon, Hindi lang siya nagpapagaling. And he is the overseer of your souls. O hindi ba? Isabi yun, pinibigyan ng halaga hindi lang yung ating physical na pangatawan, kundi pati yung ating kaluluwa. Sabi rin sa, sinasabi rin ni Pedro, sabi niya, 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, but you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation god's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light so ito yung iglesya eclesia o kasama ba tayo doon sa iglesya Di ba tayo yung mga gentile o ituloy natin 1 peter chapter 2 verse 9 ron sabi to you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation. Kasi sinasabi nila, ito yung Israel lang daw yan. Ituloy natin yung katabing verse. Verse 10. Sabi rito, Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. So, ang iklesya, kasama tayo dyan. So, when Christ returns to the earth, he is going to marry the church which is called his wife in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the Lord has come and his bride has made herself ready. So, balikan natin yung first sign. She was pregnant. Sa verse 2, sinasabi na she was pregnant. Buntis siya. So, hindi pa siya nanganak and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. Manganganak na siya kaya dumadain siya dahil sa matinding sakit. Notice that the woman has not given birth yet to the Messiah and in fact would not until this earth age of less for which he is traveling, sorrowing. The time just before the birth of a new age is always likened to the labor pangs, the traveling, the trek, the travailing of a woman, as Christ would say regarding the signs just before the end of this age, this is or these are the beginnings of sorrows. So, maraming sorrows na darating. Hindi yung soru na naiintindihan natin sa ngayon, kasi mas malala ito. Sabi mo kasi kahit nagsosor, nagiging na experience ng mga soru ngayon. Walang kwenta yan sa sinasabi ng Jos. Sa Mark 13, verse 8, ito sinasabi niya. Sabagkat, magdidigmahan ang mga bansa at ang mga kaharian. Lilindol sa iba't ibang lugar at magkakaroon ng taggutom. Ang mga ito ay pasimula pa lang ng mga paghihirap na darating. Alam natin hanggang ngayon, ang buong nilika ay naghihirap at dumarain kulad ng isang babaeng, manganak na. So, yan ang mga nangyayari. Nai- so now let's go to the second sign. So we're done with the first sign which is the woman. Now let's go to the second sign. Revelation 12 verses 3 to 4. So, babasahin ko na sa, sa Tagalog. Maganda sa, sa Tagalog. Isa pang palatandaan ang lumitaw sa langit. Isang napakalaking pulang dragon. Ito ay may pitong ulo at sampung sungay at may corona ang bawat ulo. Verse 4. Kinaladkat ng kanyang buntot ang ikatlong bahagi ng mabituin sa langit at inihagis ang mga yun sa lupa. Pagkatapos tumayo ang dragon sa paanan ng babaeng malapit ng mga anak upang lamunin ang sanggol sa sandaling ito'y isilang. So, ang Revelation chapter 12 simula ng verse 3 hanggang 17 is a concise history of Satan's airport to thwart God's plan, to disrupt, to spoil, to bring many humans to glory as part of His eternal family. Napakaganda ng plano ng Diyos. To bring humans to glory as part of His eternal family. Ang unang naging action ni Satanas ay kumbinsihin niya ang one-third of the angels to follow him in his attempt to become like God. So, working, attempting to have Christ killed as a child. Working to deceive the entire world and persecuting God's people. Yan ang plano niya. So, maya magtanong kayo, sino itong dragon na ito? Hindi naman madamot ang Biblia, sapagat sinasabi sa verse 9 ng chapter 12, So, the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and satan so yung devil ay ang satanas who deceives the whole world and then as for the dragon drawing a third of the stars of heaven, this reference a party represents satan leading a third of the angels in a rebellion against God so sabi sa verse, verses uh, 13 to 14 ng Isayas 14 sabi dito hindi ba sinabi mo sa iyong sarili aakyat ako sa langit at sa ibabaw na mabitwin ng Diyos, ilalagay ko ang aking trono, uupo ako sa ibabaw ng bundok na tagpuan ng Madiyos sa malayong hilaga aakyat ako sa ibabaw na maulak papantayan ko ang katastaasan so yan ang nangyari kaya nagalit ang Diyos sa kanya Okay, Maari magtanong tayo, bakit, why does Satan want to devour the child? Bakit nag ingit siya sa, sa ipapanganak na bata? It all started at the Garden of Eden. His hatred for the child, it all started at the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve's disobedience in the Garden of Eden is known as the Fall of Man. God could have destroyed them, but instead, he lovingly reached out to them. When he asked them about their transgressions, Adam blamed Eve, and Eve blamed the serpent. Responding in a typically human way, neither was willing to accept responsibility for their sin. God, in his righteousness, pronounced judgment. Sin inunan niya? Si Satanas. Then on Eve, and finally on Adam. At sinabi ni ng Diyos sa Genesis chapter 3 verse 15 And I will put oh, sa Tagalog, mas maganda Kayo ng babae, aking pag-aawayin Binhimot, binhi niyay, lagi kong paglalabanin Ang binhi niya ang dudurog sa iyong ulo at sa sakong niya'y Ikaw ang tutuklaw Di ba, napag-aralan natin na ang ang malaking dragon nato ay mayroong pitong ulo. Satan has seven heads. Hindi perfection yung seven. Ang ibig sabihin ng seven ay completeness. Like seven days make a week. Isang linggo, pitong araw. Twelve months, uh, make it a year. So meaning he is super, super intelligent because of the seven heads that made him super intelligent. He remembered everything. Satan then goes to make war with the rest of the woman's offspring. Nung sinabi sa kanya ito na kay aking pag-aawayin at ang sakong niya at uh, ang sinasabi niya dito ang binhi niya and her seed will bruise thy head. Natandaan niya yun. Kaya ang ginawa niya gumawa siya ng uh, paraan na ang lahat ng mga inaakalan niyang binhi ng Diyos ay kayo nang papatayin. For 13 times the book of Revelation refers Satan as the dragon and because the dragon was symbolized as having 7 heads, meaning his IQ was of the church, very intelligent and very knowledgeable. na sinabing not very knowledgeable, Pati yung salita ng just alam niya. He knows what was prophesied by the Prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 67. Sabi rito, ano yung prophecy ni, ni Prophet Isaiah na madalas ite ginagamit natin kapag Christmas? Sabi rito, sapagkat isinilang ang isang sanggol na lalaki para sa atin, ibibigay sa kanya ang pamamahala. Hey, this doesn't... Uh, ayon ni sa tanas nito gusto niya siya ang mamahala at siya ay tatawaging kahangahangang tagapayo makapangyari ang Diyos walang ama prinsipe ng kapayapaan magiging malawak ang kanyang kapangyarihan at walang katapusang kapayapaan ang ipagkakaloob sa trono ni David at sa kanyang kaarihan itatag itatatag niya ito at pamamalaan ng may katarungan at kapayapaan mula ngayon at magpakailanman isasagawa ito ni Yahweh na makapangyarihan sa lahat since satan knows this verse this verses ayo niya mangyari to ayo niyang ipanganak yung lalaki na yan. so because satan knows that a man will rule because the government shall be upon his shoulder his shoulder and this will be for eternal Ayon ni Satanas noon. Okay. Hindi lang itong prophecy na 'tong alam ni Satanas. At alam din niya yung what happened in the garden of Eden. Hindi pa alam natin, alam natin yun. Yung sinumpa siya at sinabi nang just na he shall bruise your head. Yung, yung seed ng woman will eventually bruise his head. So, he should stop it to happen. So, ang niya Okay, history tayo. Sa Genesis chapter 4, alam natin na mayroong magkapatid doon. Ang magkapatid ng dalawang yun ay si Cain at si Abel. Dahil nakita natin na si Abel ay naging everything na ginagawa niya ay nagbibigay ng pleasure sa, sa ating Diyos. So sabi niya, baka inisip niya sa tanas. Ah, baka ito na yung seed. So in-inspire niya si Cain na patayin si Abel. And then, King killed Abel. But his brother said continue the race. So, nagpatuloy ang panahon at nakita natin na naging masama ang mundo dahil uh, talagang kumilo si Satanas. At uh, sa galit ng Diyos ay nagpagawa siya ng isang arko at ito'y pinamahalaan ni Noah at iniligtas yung pamilya ni Noah kasama siya they're they're all eight and uh, they're sur- there's they survived the flood at nagsimula na naman ang race ng ng tao sa panahong 'yon sa pamamagitan ni Noah and still kumilos na naman si Satanas dahil alam niya na kung hindi siya magpapatuloy sa kanyang plano, ay lalabas-lalabas ang binigito. So, during the time of Exodus, there was a decree made by Pero that all baby boys will be thrown into the Nile. So, kailangan mamatay. So, ginigyan ng wisdom, ang magulang ni Moses at siya hindi lang siya na nabuhay kundi lumaki pa siya sa palasyo. At nakita natin na ang ay nagpatuloy. As a matter of fact, they were able to leave Egypt and went to the promised land. At hindi nag si Satanas doon dahil nakita niya na, na si David at nalaman niya na si David ay maka-Diyos, may takot sa Diyos, sumasamba sa Diyos, alam niya na baka itong si David ang seed. So, he initiated King Saul, again, na gumawa ng bagay para patayin si Haring David. Eventually, ang namatay, si King Saul at si David ay nagpatuloy. And the royal race came from yung lineage na yon, ay nanggaling sa linya ni Haring David so kala natin tapos na pagdating sa New Testament ulit si Haring Herod ay nag-decree that every male child in the New Testament will be massacred will be put to death kasi Alam natin na ang batang ito ay mag, siya ang magiging misaya. So, ang ginawa pumasok sa kay King Herod para gawin yung bagay na ang lahat ng mga bata ay papatay. He ordered the execution of all male children two years old and under in the vicinity of Bethlehem. So, hindi pa rin. Dahil naligtas pa rin siya, si, Ang batang Jesus ay uh, ang parents na they flew to Egypt at uh, sila ay naligtas dun sa order na yon So, akala natin tapos na. Nung si, bago masimula ng ministry ni Jesus, Satan, Took him up into the holy city set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him alam natin dito yung testing of jesus if you are the son of god throw yourself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge over you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against the stone so makikita niyo talagang gumagawa si satanas at hindi pa rin yan huminto there was an incident in the bible when jesus was preaching in the synagogue and uh, they rose up and drove him out of the town and brought him to the brow of the hill on which their own town was built so that they could throw him down the cliff ito na naman kaya lang. but passing through their midst he went away question so why did satan expend so much effort in his attempts to destroy jesus Because if there had not been a perfect Savior to pay the penalty for humanity's humanity's sins, God's plan would have been thwarted. Without a Savior, humans could not be forgiven of their sins, nor could they live forever in God's eternal family. Therefore, sinners will go to hell. But one Friday afternoon at around 3 o'clock p.m., Satan succeeded in crucifying Jesus. Akala niya panalo na siya. Hindi niya alam ang ang meaning na sinabi ni Jesus. Sabi niya, sabi ni Jesus, "No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again." this command i have received from my father so on the third day jesus rose rose from the grave so nakita natin yon. so now the third sign so what was the first sign the woman and then the second sign satan and now the third sign the male child jesus revelation 12 verse 5 Sabrito, and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of uh, with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up into God, unto God and to His throne. At nang anak nga ang babae ng isang sanggol nilalaki na nasyang magahari sa lahat ng bansa sa pamamagitan ng kamay na bahal. Hindi nakai ng dragon ang sanggol dahil inagaw agad ang sanggol at binala sa Dios. On sa kanyang trono this man child was to rule all nations with a rod of iron which didn't happen when he walked this earth and has not happened yet he was born an innocent babe and died to pay the price for our sins so ibig yung, yung first coming ni christ he came as a savior and his second coming will be another one. It is when Christ returns at his second advent that he takes command of all nations with the rod of iron. Sabi sa Revelation chapter 19 verse 5, may matalim na tabak na lumalabas sa kanyang bibig na gagamitin niyang panlupig sa mga bansa. Mamamahala siya sa mga ito sa pamamagitan ng tungkod na bakal at paagusin mula sa pisaan ng ubas, ang alak ng puot ng Diyos na makapangyarihan sa lahat. Okay. So, we believe in the second coming of Christ. His return will be personal, visible, and glorious. A blessed hope for which we should constantly watch and pray. Sabi sa Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, behold he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him so before he establishes his kingdom on earth jesus will come for his church an event commonly referred to as the rapture at the time the dead in christ will be raised and living christians will be caught up to meet the lord in the air and we will and will be with him forever so after the rapture of the church christians will be brought before the judgment seat of christ he will reward them on the basis of the works they have accomplished ito ay nasa second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 and then the rapture will also inaugurate a period that the Bible characterizes as the great day of His wrath. The great tribulation. So tayo ay naniniwala tayo sa pre tribulation So mararapture muna bago magkaroon ng great tribulation. Kasi ang great tribulation, ito yung pinatawag na Jacob's Trouble. Time of Jacob's Trouble. Imagine mo, kung ikaw ay naniniwala sa post-tribulation, kung tinatawag mo ikaw ay Bride of Christ, eh bug sa sarado ka muna bago ka pakasalan. Eh napakapangit mo. Wala pa akong nakitang ikinakasal na bug buk sa ang muka. As a matter of fact, dapat pag, kapag ikaw ang kasal na eh, ikaw ang pinakamaganda sa lahat. So, at the end of the seven years of tribulation, Jesus Christ will return with the host of heaven as well as the church to establish the Messianic kingdom on earth. So, yan ay matatakuan natin sa Revelation uh, 19. Okay. Sabi dito, magalak kayo, magalak tayo at magsaya. Lewalatiin natin sa sapagkat sumapit na ang kasal ng kordero at inihanda na ng kasintahan babae ang kanyang sarili. Inihisan siya ng malinis at puting-puting lino. Ang lino ay ang mabubuting gawa ng mahinirang ng Diyos. At sinabi sa akin ang Hel, isulat mo ito. Pinagpala ang mga inaanyay, inaanyayan sa salan ng kordero. Idinugtong panya, niya. Ito ay tunay na mga sarta ng Diyos. Sumusunod sa kanya ang makukbo ng langit na nakadamit ng malinis at puting lino at nakasakay rin sa mga kabayong puti. Dito po ako magtatapos at gusto kong basahin ito. Sabi dito po sa John 3.16. As it is written in John's Gospel, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life the church is the bride of christ yan po yung kanyang panliligaw sa atin with christ's life death on the cross and resurrection jesus became the leading embodiment of the bridegroom and a faithful husband who was willing to give up his life for the one he loved through christ's sacrifice intimacy with the father can be restored and sins forgiven through christ's atonement we are presented to god with the purity of a virgin on her wedding day so we want all of us would like to become the bride of christ so as i close my my question is are you ready to become the bride of Christ? Let's pray. Panginoon, maraming salamat na sa Revelation chapter 12 ay napag-aralan po namin kung sino yung woman, kung sino si Satanas, at kung sino po yung bata, batang lalaki. Panginoon, maraming salamat na anumang nangyayari sa aming buhay, Panginoon, laging ikaw yung hero. Ikaw yung aming um, nasasandalan, masasandalan. At hindi mo kami iiwanan. At mismong Panginoon, sa panahon na katulad ng nangyayari po sa aking paligid, Ikaw lagi Panginoon ang siyang aming, uh, You will always look up to You, Panginoon. You being the healer and You being the overseer of our soul. Panginoon, kabayan niyo po ang iglesia nito, ang GICC, lahat po ng miyembro Panginoon ay pagpalaan po ninyo at naway ang mga salitang narinig po namin ay mabigay sa amin ng inspirasyon. Maraming salamat po. Ito po ang dalangin sa parangin, Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you find this message useful as we all together live out our lives as followers of Jesus. For more messages and other resources, You can visit our social media channels on Facebook and YouTube, or you can visit our website at joyinchristchurch.com.